Well, hi, this is The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are discussing parenting in the early years and the importance of modeling faith and repentance. Now we have some special guests here today. Two lovely ladies. And we know them really well. <laughs> we do. We have our wives here joining us today. Oh yeah. Woo-hoo. We have the lovely Tanya No. Hi. Woo-woo. I think I've given you every possible title that I could. <laughs> I don't know if I had, what, did I miss friend. one? You know what you haven't said? Fred. No, you know what you haven't said is the first lady of Oak Hill. Oh, Ooh. stop. The first lady stop. of Oak Hill. I like that. We have that. to princess wave stop. now. I know. Oh, I feel like stop, we need stop. a pageant now. Yeah, 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 yeah. With bunting. Go. With bunting. <laughs> I learned what bunting was from Tanya. I didn't even know what it was until, until I came down here, which is great. And we have my wife, the lovely Jessie Sanchez. Oh, hey. Awesome to have you here, sweetie. Your first time on our podcast it show. It is, yes. Yeah, which is great. So today we're talking about modeling faith and, uh, faith and repentance uh, more than obedience. We're not just talking about helping our, our children to just do the right thing all the time, but to help them understand who God is uh, from the scriptures by modeling that in our lives, showing them active faith in Christ, which will always include uh, trusting God, but also includes turning away from sin, faith and repentance. We talk mm-hmm. about these things constantly all the time at Oak Hill, and it's a requirement in, in our membership process. It is. Right? We talk about the practice and the habit of faith and repentance. So we want to hear from you guys today how you've been modeling faith to children uh, really in those early years, thinking about helping them to trust God and to believe Him. And let's start there on the faith side. So here's the question. Do you remember a situation where you helped your young child to see that God could be trusted? Maybe it was in an especially difficult situation. Um, yeah, well, I was actually just talking with Tanya because we um, I shared this story at a ladies' event last week. Um, when our first was very young, um, we started uh, catechizing her. So we got a little catechism and we started teaching nice. her the truths of God's word. And um, she's a stubborn mite. And so I found myself oftentimes disciplining her um, while we're learning the catechism. And I was like, is this counterproductive here that we have to, I'm trying, I'm forcing her to learn God's word and truths about him. But I remember the the moment that it paid off, it was several of maybe two years after we had started. And um, she was afraid of the dark for the first time. Hmm. And I remember having a conversation with her. She was actually sleeping in a princess tent at that point. We were transitional, so we didn't really have a bed. We just camping out in a tent. Nice. And um, having a conversation with her about God's character and his presence. And um, I started talking to her through it. And then I just stopped and I just started asking her her catechism questions. And I had her repeat the truths back. So I grabbed the little catechism book because here are the questions that I asked her. I said, who is God? And she responded, God is a spirit and he doesn't have a body like men. I said, where is God? She said, God is everywhere. Hmm. I said, can you see God? She said, no, I cannot see God, but he always sees me. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I said, does God know all things? She said, yes, nothing can be hidden from God. I said, can God do all things? She said, yes, God can do all his holy will. 
and I talked with her a little bit more about mm. those truths. And it was like the first time that the abstract truths we had been reciting over and over again to each other made it into reality. And she told me she was okay and she was going to go to mm. sleep. And I closed her door and I burst into tears. Mm. And um, I was so thankful for the work of the spirit and for the fruit that I saw it being um, born. And it was very small. The next night she was afraid a little bit too. And we walked through the same um, steps and then that was it. She twice and mm. she was never afraid of the dark again. Um, and so that's not a catastrophe <laughs> necessarily of faith, but it was a very clear moment where I was like, yeah. wow, the faithful seeds you sow do bear fruit. Um, yeah. I was just that's amazing. speechless. That's fantastic. Wow. Hmm. I think too, we got we to gotta remember that we're called to be faithful and teach. Um, our children do not always grasp those things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do, Lord willing, they grasp all of them. Um, but even if they don't, even if you seemingly don't feel like you're getting anywhere, we're still called to be faithful to do that. So I commend you for doing that, especially when you have to do it through a discipline process that can be very laborious. Um, and yet you were faithful in that and God gave you the fruit of that. So that's wonderful. That's what we as parents are supposed to be doing, not judging our efforts by the outcome of what we see in our kids' hearts, especially at that moment. Um, we had uh, two difficult losses. Um, my brother, we lost my brother when he was 36 years old from melanoma and my kids were nine and six at the time. Mm. And so they watched not just us, but our whole extended family walk through a very difficult, difficult loss. Um, and certainly lots of teaching moments in all of that um, time. Um, and so there are moments where the Lord gives you some really big things, you know, and I, I don't wish that upon anybody, but you have those mm -hmm. moments. Um, but as a parent, we're called to teach, right? And as teachers, um, we got to be creative. So sometimes God doesn't give us that clearly that somebody's dying or there's a terrible thing going on in our lives. So sometimes we have to manufacture that and we have to like try to find the object lesson that will help our kids. Um, and this was something that we did years ago. My daughter was in middle school at the time. Tyler was in elementary school. I heard a sermon and it talked about a missionary who felt convicted to give 90% of his income to the Lord instead mm. of 10%. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously that's not a hard and fast rule, but he decided to flip that principle upside down. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. So came home, said, Jeff, can we try that? Can mm. we try it for one pay period? <laughs> I'm going to tithe 90% back to the church for one pay period. And he's like, Okay, let's go. All righty then. Walk by faith. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So to sit down with the kids and explain what we were doing and why we were doing it, and we're just going to trust and see what the Lord does. And so every day I drive them to school and like, I'm sending you with no money. We have no lunch. Don't know what God's going to do. And for them to come home and go, oh, I was able to get this and this kid helped me and this and and everything the Lord just provided mm -hmm. for them in those two weeks, it was, mm. it was miraculous. It was like, we'd get giddy, you know, when they came home and they, it was just such a cool truth that the Lord brought back to us that we can trust him even in the, you know, now I didn't do it every time after that. It was like, <laughs> we went back to our normal That's scenario. Um, but the reason I say, Jesse, just be faithful today. So I'm going through these questions. I run downstairs, Chandler lives, my daughter and her son, her husband and their kids live with us. And I'd say, Chandler, do you remember that time? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, 
oh, I just thought you were being kind of dramatic and we were oh. really poor. Oh no. I was like, really? You don't remember <laughs> the whole thing? Like I thought it was such a cool moment for them. And here she is, you know, 20 years later, maybe not 20, but she's like, no, I don't really remember that. So it's like, okay, That's we're, re- we're wow, called to be faithful. That's life. We're called to be faithful and it's up to them to be able to learn or whatever. But the Lord literally spoke to my heart in great yeah. ways. So it was an object lesson oh, for I'm sure me it impacted that them. I remembered yeah. forever, yeah. but they just thought we were really poor. But it was still really, really cool. It was a part, it was a that, part of so. their faith journey. They, yeah. Whether they remember now is not the issue. At the time, it was, it was yeah. dramatic. It was traumatic for them because they didn't have that money. I would just say, I'll do this really quickly. For, for us, it's, it's the little teachable moments. Like mm-hmm. with Tyler, um, nothing super dramatic, but when he played poorly in a game, uh, he's super hard on himself. So we'd have to mm-hmm. have really hard conversations driving back from games. Mm. And now we're talking about what does it mean to fall short? And what does it mean to get back up? And mm. what does it mean to, all those different things. You, so as parents, you gotta look for those teachable yeah. moments and then draw them to biblical principles. For Chandler, she didn't play sports like that, but it was relationships at school, friendships that mm-hmm. get broken and mm-hmm. people betray. And, oh, we can, talk, we can bring principles from the Bible into... You know, We've heard of betrayal, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so look look for those teachable moments with your kids. Yeah. So here, here's an interesting question. You know, kids, they they're exposed to all the Disney movies, the fantastical stories that are out there. Uh, Marvel's big these days, and Star Wars, and you yeah. name it. How did you help your kids navigate the difference between those really fantastical stories that are not rooted in reality? And the fantastical stories in scripture that are absolutely true. I'm talking about a worldwide flood and Shadrach, Meshach, and Betty. Yeah. Your, your homeboys. Yeah. Uh, Rackshack Rack and, and Betty. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Rackshack and Betty. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. How did you help your children navigate that? Um, well, we're right in the throes of it right now because I got a four-year-old and um, the overarching principle that I'm going off of is just Deuteronomy 6 all the time when we stand up and when we sit down and when we walk, it's yeah. an ongoing conversation. And he's in a real fun stage where he will have a conversation and then like six minutes later, he says something about it still. So you can tell that the wheels were still turning mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the previous conversation. And he asks me fantastic questions. He'll say, because um, he's watching a cartoon about lions. He goes, are lions real? Like, do they, are they in our world? Oh, That's interesting. The terminology. Are they in our world? And I'm like, interesting. Yes, not this continent, right, but right, right. So right. it's like learning all the different things. But he'll check. He checks oftentimes. Is this is this for real life? He'll That's say, awesome. or is this in our world? And so yeah, it's that ongoing. And it was really fun when Eden was younger, and she argued with me that Santa Claus was real. Which sorry another topic but we don't do Santa yeah. and I was like no he's not and she's like well yeah I saw him on Peppa Pig so <laughs> he's for sure real and I was like mm, talking pigs alright let's have a yeah, let's, right. we need to talk about this again <laughs> Like, right. it's just yeah it's just all the time and I, I think that there is um, in terms of uh, apologetics and all of that I did a lot of the intellectual debate and things like that when I was younger and I'm kind of defaulted to the like it's just amazing and so whenever Zion will say, that's so cool, right? That's, that's incredible. He'll say like, that's incredible, isn't it? When we're talking about <laughs> Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, like it's amazing. It's that that awe is kind of where I've been resting recently that's with the cool. conversation with the kids. Like, yeah, it, it really happened. He was real and it's amazing because it is. It's, yeah. it's amazing. 
Yeah. Um, and then I try to make the ordinary amazing too because Eden's like, well, this other thing over here isn't amazing. And I'm like, God literally fills our air with our lungs with air and, and allows our heart to keep beating, right? Remember we talked about how he holds all things together. So it's normal, but it's also a miracle. Yeah. It's also a it's miracle good. how a baby grows inside a mom's womb. Like that is just so ordinary and happens every single day. And it's amazing. Yeah. And so I try to emphasize how wonderful and mm-hmm. and and real and real it is. That's great. Yeah. It's in our world and yeah. for real life. Yeah. I, you know, I don't remember this being a battle or a struggle. Exactly. Now, granted, yeah. it was 30 years ago and we had to watch Disney movies on a VHS tape. Ooh. They were less fancy than they yeah. are. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah, they were less true. fancy. And we probably erred on the side of more Bible lessons teaching than the other, than the Disney movies. Yeah, I remember like we had to record Pocahontas on television with commercials <laughs> yeah. on a VHS tape. On a VHS. So, oh, it's yeah. 30 plus years ago. So yeah, and we were always kind of be, a step behind yeah, in Our kids never thought too. Lion King was real. Or, yeah, they know. didn't really. But I remember one day Chandler was about um, four and she was going into the backyard to play and uh, our backyard wasn't a secure backyard. So when the kids were out by themselves, we had to talk about safety and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, don't worry, mom. If somebody comes into the backyard, I will just slay him and cut off his head like David killed Goliath. That's oh, awesome. And, uh, and I just word. was like, okay, yeah. she's getting it. And that's Chandler, a not Tyler. Yeah, that's it's not. Chandler. She was like, I will slay him like the Philistines. I was just laughing so hard, but I was like, okay. She's learning. That's daddy's she, girl. She's Amen. getting it. She's wow, getting it. Jeff. Um, yeah, <laughs> application. Got it. Let me work on that a little bit. Yeah. But um, she was getting it. And so she, yeah, we definitely did play up the wonder of and the amazement yes. and yeah. the, the awesomeness of God frequently in our conversations, probably all the yeah. time. So I, my recommendation is when you're telling your kids about Bible stories, bring them to life. Mm-hmm. Don't don't just let them be flat. Like mm-hmm. like bring the, your kid into the story and mm-hmm. say, what do you think that would have been like? Well, picture it in your mind. What is that like? Bring it off the page. Be excited about it, right? It, more excited than you are about Avenger movies. There it is. Right? Hey, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Hey. Ooh, that's, that's a soundbite right there. Yeah. Okay, so we often talk about faith and repentance being two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. So now let's, t- let's turn the, the conversation and pivot to repentance. Uh, we want to hear how how did you model repentance to your children when they were young, and really we're thinking about how how you might have even needed to repent to to them. So let's start there. Was there a time when you needed to share your own repentance with your young children? You either sinned against them or you sinned against others, and they saw. Oh me! Everyone looked at me. Um, yes. <laughs> what do the we answer know? Answer is yes. Um, daily. I mean, it's a. Uh, um, yeah, I'm in the thick of it right now. Um, and nothing, I think, brings out the, your sinful nature quite like small versions of you, yep. sinners sinning against you. Um, yeah, it's a frequent occurrence. And I try to um, I try to be thorough and um, put myself, still being the parent, but put myself on the same playing field as our kids. Like, because um, usually... Not to justify myself, but usually my sin is in response to their sin, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. And so then it's Get like, angry. okay, you sinned and I sinned. 
And so you need to repent and I need to repent and you need Jesus and I need Jesus. Let's just, everybody needs Jesus right now. Um, And trying to help them to see, to model that well for them, the repentance before them um, and doing a fully fledged, you know, biblical confession of my sin to the kid, to my kids. I don't quite make them do the seven A's. Some people will know what that means. Um, But I do try to help my children to especially to each other and then to me as well do a fully rounded um, confession when we acknowledge our sin I have them say this is what I did this is what I should have done Um, I'm sorry I love you will you forgive me trying to reconcile that relationship um and I try, I, I try to do that myself. And then I try to walk them through the steps of that. I'm waiting for the day when they just do it themselves. I'm still always walking them through um, that all the time. But I think that that's, that's important. Um, I think a lot in my generation, I'm a millennial, hello, mm-hmm. um, are afraid of sinning against our children, of traumatizing them in any kind of way, of yeah. ruining, ruining their lives. Um, and I think it's important to remember that we are sinners and um, that's in God's sovereignty, that's actually a grace. Think about how awful it would be to have a perfect mother. I've said that with a mm. group of moms, right? How, mm. If you had a perfect mom, you would, you're not perfect. You would never feel like you could, uh, you knew what, what to do or, mm. or that you could talk to her about anything. So right. I think it's even a grace that the Lord allows my sinful nature to be revealed in front of my children so that I can model to them what does it look like to repent and turn in faith and seek forgiveness so that they can do that also that I'm I'm as I'm teaching them they're teaching me they're making me do it more frequently and more thoroughly um otherwise I'm just a big hypocrite right mm. yeah well it's good stuff I'm going to let my wife talk but I'll just share something I did not do this as well, not nearly as well as I should have uh, as a young dad. And I think it's part of it is because I didn't learn it from my dad and we and we tend to pass these things down. Mm-hmm. But early on, I think I misunderstood spiritual leadership was I can't show weakness. Mm-hmm. And if I were to confess sin or repent in front of my kids, that would show weakness. So mm-hmm. for the young dads listening, don't fall into that trap. I felt it was very much pride. And if I, one, there's, it's one of many things if I could go back, I would want to change the way I parented and to be more open with my kids to say, yeah, I lost my temper because that, that, was, always, that was always my biggest struggle mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. young dad was impatience. Mm-hmm. And uh, so young dads don't feel like, um, you know, that that is correct spiritual leadership. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I like what you're saying, Jess, too, about that just makes you relatable when your kids see um, your sin and your failings and apologies are very important. Yes, I've had my moments. I've had to do that. Um, But I think, too, that um, it's good for a parent to express to their children that we need to obey, Mm, that we mm -hmm. need to submit, that Mm -hmm. we need to have a happy heart, that we need... So those same things that (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm asking of you, you know, right now I'm driving down the road and I'm getting frustrated with the driver next to me who's being a moron on the road, right? Struggle's real in Cascade. I know, (laughs) I know. So I need to apologize. I'm having a bad attitude right now. I'm frustrated with that guy. I'm sure he's having a bad day. I've got to have some grace. I need, you know, whatever it is. Um, And so... 
talking about that or get I get pulled right. over by a police officer. Watch what Ooh. mom does. I have Ooh. to have a submissive heart here. You know, like I, I'm under authority as well. God's obviously, but others as well. And so when our kids see our opportunities, both successes and failures, yeah, um, it's a good thing for them to learn that, oh, okay, mm-hmm. they struggle with that too. So the next time they struggle or the next time they're disobedient, it's like, oh, we both did that today. So let's both confess to the Lord. Let's both apologize. That's really good. Let's yeah. do one quick question here at the end. Just a quick soundbite from each of you. What what encouragement would you give to young parents who want who want to model repentance to their young children? What would you say to them? Um, for me, uh, the fruit of the spirit is just a good sounding board. There's a lot of different scriptures you can refer to, but I often come back to that. This this was not this was not patient. Having scripture be the the guide the rubric this is what we measure everything back to um that is i find myself often coming back to um just as a guiding principle but as an encouragement i feel like i have often been so encouraged by how tender my children's hearts are um even the stubborn one which both of ours are real stubborn but one of them's real <laughs> true. real real stubborn um but so quick to repent and i think i've been convicted oftentimes quicker than i am to where I am mad because I struggle with anger and already I'm so sorry, mommy. And in my heart, I'm not ready to say, Mm. I forgive you. And I'm like, gosh, that's, that is awful. Mm. I need to get there. I can't leave them hanging there. And so I have been encouraged and humbled by my children. I think the Lord is sweet and gracious while they are testing the boundaries and strong-willed and all of that kind of stuff, oftentimes I've seen they are quick to repent and quick to extend forgiveness too Mm. when you ask. Be encouraged by that. And in that sense, let that be a tug at your own heart. If they're quick to repent, you be quick, be quick to forgive, be quick to repent as well. That's good. I um I liked what Jesse said about the thoroughness of the apologies that you talked about when our kids were little. I don't even know how many times say sorry to your brother, say sorry to your sister, and it was just a wasted word. It was just a sorry. Like there's just no repentance, no yeah. real brokenness about that. But that was the the request I was putting before them. Mm-hmm. And so um, the other night when we were in our Heartwood group, Darren was talking about um, apologies. And now mm-hmm. obviously he was talking about in relationship to marriage, um, but he talked about the thoroughness of mm-hmm. a true apology that bears some repentance. And one of the things that he put in there that I had not ever heard before really or have ever practiced myself was that when you sin against somebody, part of the apology should be, I imagine that it made you feel blank. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're putting, you're, you have to get out of yourself and put yourself into the receiving end of your action. I think that made you feel bad, or I think that made you feel sad or made you feel disrespected or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if our kids can learn that, it will, I think it will up the ante in their repentance and their heart of mm-hmm. empathy and, and understanding of other people. So I think as a parent, we can do that. Yeah. We can say, honey, when I got mad at you, did that make you feel scared? I think that that made you feel like mommy didn't love you. I think that might've made you feel feel this way. Yeah. And so they start going, oh, you know, and sometimes it even just helps them identify their emotions sure. and their thought processes. But um, I think that adding that into our apologies mm-hmm. to our children, to one another, to our spouses is a really key mm-hmm. thing that I just, I was never taught that in before. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Darren's that's following good. the seven A's. Yeah. Is he? Know, yeah. He yeah. is. Yeah. Quick soundbite. If you want your child to grow up to have a repentant heart, show them, model yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 my regret and what I've learned. 
Mm. Yeah, I would echo that. You know, as a, as a young father, uh, it is one of the hardest things to to go in, humble yourself, and ask for forgiveness from your child who has sinned mm-hmm. right, egregiously, right, usually. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and yet to say it's more important that God be right than I be right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I would say that to fellow young dads. It's not the goal should not be just you know being the strong guy like you said, Jeff, being mm-hmm. the one who you know, unfazed and, you know, immovable rock. It's being being the one who models for our children, we are under the great authority. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we model that to them and even seek their repentance, they are super quick uh, to extend mm-hmm. that forgiveness back to us. But it lets them know that no one is outside of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Not even superhero dad mm-hmm. is outside mm-hmm. of that. Right. And so that is a grace for our kids when they get to see that. Yeah. But it is hard. It is hard. So we have to rely on the Lord for strength. That's really and good. Humility. Yeah. Humility is key. Sounds like yeah. another topic. Yep. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, for here at the Thinking Tree. Well, it is important. We wanted to spend this episode to talk about the the reality of faith and repentance in raising our young children, modeling that to them from a young age. So Tanya, thank you for being here again. Mm-hmm. Thanks Jess, for thanks for have, being here for the first time. So it's good fun. to be on here with you, sweetie. <laughs> Uh, we pray this conversation has been helpful for you listeners out there to renew your minds and to reform your hearts. We will see you next time on The Thinking Tree. <laughs>